are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. I don't know what that was, but that was exciting. I don't know. It was kind of haunted. It was very excited. (laughs) Not sure. (laughs) Ooh, I'm haunting your ears, listeners. And here is a man who needs his own introduction, Jason T. Gaffney. (laughs) (laughs) I totally would be that fucker who introduces himself from the stage. Give it up for Jason T. Gaffney. And then I run out and I'm like, hey, guys. Different voice. Yeah, totally. But no, how how are you this week? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm going to be much better tomorrow yes, when uh, the inauguration happens. Right. We are recording this on the 19th. So uh, hello to the future. Either a dystopian apocalypse scene or, you know, no. America. Just the next day. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully that. You know, if, if this is coming out, it'll be America, you know, the next day. Not a post-apocalypse. Because if, if we go into a complete... Gilead situation in which we have to shut down everything and we turn into The Handmaid's Tale, I don't think they're going to let this podcast continue. Also, McConnell just came out and said that Trump was responsible for the riot, so I don't think we're going to be Gileading. Maybe not, but, you know, hopefully not. So let's assume we're not, and we're going to go ahead and do this show like we're going to do this show. We're feeling a lot brighter than we were last week. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about Bright Spots. Yes? Lay it on me. The bright spot right now, I'm so excited about. It's something I just discovered like a day ago, and I am I'm completely all in. It has nothing to do with politics, and it's just a total escape from that. Have you heard of Pretend It's a City? No. It is a new series from Martin Scorsese, executive producing, on Netflix called Pretend It's a City. And it's essentially just an interview, series of interviews, with this woman, Fran Lebowitz, hosted by Martin Scorsese. He sort of guides it and does the questions and stuff. So it's a mix of new interviews and then videos of talks she has given. She's a public speaker and a humorist and an author uh, and this old New York lesbian, right? And she is so funny and witty and curmudgeonly and wonderful, right? And she's just my absolute bright spot for this week because I'm just watching her and just she's so wonderful. Her name is Fran Lebowitz. The show is called Pretend It's a City. It's on Netflix. And if you like curmudgeonly New Yorkers the way I do, you need to watch this show because she's got opinions on everything. She's an incredible contrarian and she just lays it out. And I I love her. She's who I want to be when I grow up. I love that. I'm mm-hmm. kind of a curmudgeonly New Yorker, so you are. You would love this show. You really, I think, would love this show because she, they just sit down with this lady and let her talk about stuff that annoys her for you know seven episodes w- worth of stuff, and there's just not any end to what annoys her. <laughs> I mean, I will say that she probably outdoes me because I do have an end of what 
annoys me. I have yeah, a finite she, list. That's why she's got a Netflix interview special and you don't. Yep. And I don't, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's been an escape and very, you know, she's just so erudite and witty and quick and so cutting, you know. So it's just a, it's just a series of interviews with her and it's absolutely worth the time. It's It's so watchable to me. I'm excited. Yeah, so it's called Pretend It's a City on Netflix right now. And I think it's fairly new. I ran across it. My thank God for the Netflix algorithm who was like, you like people who don't like things? Try this. <laughs> and I'm like, I do like people who don't like things. You seem ornery. You're an ornery cuss. Try this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I have for the bright spot. Uh, I just love her and I want to grow up to be her. Well, congratulations. I'm Mazel well on my top. way. I hate yeah. most stuff. I'm well on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're going to hate today's episode. I hope so. That's where I'm happiest. <laughs> Are you ready? I think so. Let's do it. All right. What's that? Oh, I hate that. What is that? Okay. Oh, God, it's everywhere. Uh, what's that? What's that? Oh, God, it's everywhere. Okay. Asbestos. We're talking about asbestos. <laughs> no. Mesothelioma. That would have been an amazing episode, but no. That's oh, right. Well, what? <laughs> We're going to be talking about the wonderful thing called the invasive species. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean humans. Got it. <laughs> actually, we don't actually qualify as an invasive species. There is an argument about that. Okay. Although I would argue we kind of are. Yeah. yeah. If you can find an organism in the Sahara Desert and... Antarctica. <laughs> it, the case might be made that it's invasive species. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people actually live in like the Sahara Desert. A lot of people and do. Is it Sahara or Sahara? I think both. I think that is one of the few areas where you can just go crazy with that middle vowel. It's kind of like Caribbean or Caribbean. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's it's a dealer's choice. All right. Well, first, I want to give a happy birthday shout out to a classic website that I use often in my extensive research for all you wonderful listeners. Wikipedia is 20 years old. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. So you went on there to research and you found out it was 20 years old because they said so? Yeah. Perfect. And again, I want to note that like a lot of the information I get is as well, all of it's online. So if I get stuff wrong, ha, jokes on you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've been hoaxed, and so have you. <laughs> all right, what is an invasive species? Well, I clearly don't know because I think we are one. Quote from Wiki. Quote. Happy birthday. In- Happy birthday. <laughs> End quote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Quote. An invasive species is a non-native species that has become naturalized and negatively alters its new environment. Okay. So it moves in, makes itself right at home, and yes. then squats there and kicks the original owners out. Yeah. Cool. So an invasive species can contain both plants and animals, flora and fauna. Okay. But today, we're going to take a deep dive into the wonderful world of invasive animal species. Oh, that's... That's really fun. Okay, I we like We might this. have an episode in the future about the plant invasion. This, okay, this is going to be probably gross a little bit, and I like it. Yeah. All right, so how does an invasive species invade? Uh, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. 
<laughs> yes, correct. Gold star for Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> they bring well, the plague. Nowadays, it, it generally happens because people are shipping products around the world, and in the On shipment, the, the species... Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, like I said. Wait, those boats are out of commission. No, all boats are still named the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Which Nina, which Pinta, which Santa Maria are you on? Yeah, Number we're on 7, like Nina 4012. <laughs> I'm going on a cruise. Ooh, which one? Oh, the Nina. Oh, this <laughs> Nina? No, that Nina. Ooh. It is Nina. <laughs> Way to come after my deafness. <laughs> I'm not coming after your deafness. I'm coming after your Angloness. <laughs> They are one and the same. <laughs> my whiteness directly informs my deafness. Thank you. <laughs> Don't you know that all white people are just deaf to the cries of everything else in this world? I do now. No, I grew up white. I knew that before. Uh, yes. Be less deaf, white people. Okay. Unless you're actually <laughs> Unless deaf. Unless you're actually kidding. deaf, then you're just perfect. Just be you. Yes. Thank you. I am perfect. Yes, you are. Um, I need to call my therapist. Yes, you are, white boy. You're perfect. Don't you worry. <laughs> Fail upwards. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so it's in shipments, right? So, like, the species gets into the shipment and it gets out, right? So, like, a bug, a, a, a thing like that. Okay. Or, in other cases, people have, um, you know, they have the exciting creatures shipped to them. And then they have them, and then they're like, you know what? I don't want this anymore. Be free. Right. Or like, Exactly the... like in the movie An Outbreak. Sure. I don't think I saw that movie. <gasps> I don't watch scary movies. It's not that scary. It's Hollywood romantic outbreak movie scary. And it's, mm. oh, it's so good. Like, at the beginning of the pandemic, a ton of people were watching Contagion. Of course. And Outbreak. Sure. Okay, that was the other one. And I never rewatched Contagion because it's a little too close to home right now. And I did rewatch Outbreak though, and it's so good. Dustin Hoffman, Renee Russo, um, Donald Sutherland, Cuba Gooding Jr. It sounds like an all-star cast, and I'm gonna believe that it was good. So good. It's it, but it's a love story in a virus de- decimating the world story. Let's see. Maybe I'll wait till we're not living it to watch it okay all right that's fine that's up to you another great reason when they bring the animals to them sometimes the animals are like ha ha bitch i got out yeah sure so it's either they get released or the animals like i'm free motherfucker all right so animals get shipped here or people yeah and then they get away sometimes animals will and this generally is pertained to insects they cling to another animal like a human or a bird or a rhino, I don't know. They mm-hmm. get on them. The other animal, the rhino, human, bird, whatever, mm-hmm. man, bear, pig, uh, <laughs> walk somewhere else. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, for example, an ant would then jump off of the person and be like, this is my new home. Yeah. I, I feel like invasive species sort of carry toxic whiteness with them. They get off and they're like, I own this now. Correct. So okay. let's actually, <laughs> let's see what... Common traits are shared among uh, generally invasive species, according to Wiki. All right. They have manifest destiny ideas. (laughs) (laughs) They have Jesus. (laughs) They have have the truth. 
Thanks very much. And they want to share it with you. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard the good word about uh, smallpox today? Have have you heard the good news about how women are terrible? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they're fast growing. Okay. They're rapid uh, reproduction. So Uh they grow fast. They have lots of babies. They're fucking away. Sure. (laughs) They have a high dispersal ability so they can like displace shit. There's phenotype plasticity, which is basically the ability to alter growth form to suit the current conditions. Ah. So they have a tolerance of a wide range of environmental conditions, so they can really adapt, right? They have the ability to live off a wide range of food types, so they're generalists. Okay. They have an association with humans. Meaning they are humans. Or they are utilized by humans. Okay, so dogs. Uh, and they have prior successful invasions. Okay, so like the Christians. <laughs> yes. So they're 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 omnivore canine Christians are the <laughs> ideal invasive species. Woof 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 translates to <laughs> have you heard about our Lord and Savior? <laughs> My master. <laughs> <laughs> he throws the ball. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a good dog, he'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, um now i don't want everyone to think that invasive species are only bad in some cases not often but some cases they can actually be a really good thing okay is this gonna blow your mind it sure it's will your mind I think all right it will sometimes the invasive species can provide food or lodging to other plants or animals oh okay so they come in they take over a place and then they really benefit the place yeah so like white people Mm, (laughs) i'm gonna have to disagree on that one so quote from wiki quote in addition since zebra mussels became established, the clarity of the once murky water in Lake Erie has increased dramatically. You can see down for 30 feet in some areas compared to less than six inches half a century ago. As wow. light has penetrated the lake, some aquatic plants have revived. Wow. Boom. Okay. Thanks, zebra mussels. Thanks, zebra mussels, which up until now I thought was just a classification of porn but is now an actual type of clam or something. That I don't even want to understand what porn that would be, so I'm going to just move on. I could yeah, I could search it if you want. Nope. <laughs> no, no. We're good. That. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so you stick with your channel of porn. I'll stick with mine. Okay. And then <laughs> we can have the joint one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Netflix. <laughs> It's just like your porn, my porn, and our porn. I like <laughs> it's it. It's the Netflix of porn. Yeah. Um, so another good thing uh, that invasive species could do is they can actually help restore the native plants and animals by bringing back the diversity, etc. Oh. So like they, if it's like if one species has been dominating for a while and then this new invasive species shows up, it's like, hey, Monopoly, fuck you. I'm competition, motherfucker. I gotcha. It's like reintroducing wolves to Yellowstone. I've Have you yes. looked into that at all? Yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit about that. So the deer were getting completely insane and eating everything. Reintroduce yes. wolves. And the wolves actually help the, the entire ecosystem grow by keeping the deer population down. 
which was the plants the grow, which was the other way. animals eat the plants, which means that everyone's exactly. happy. Exactly, exactly. Everyone's happy except for a few deer. <laughs> the deer are like, God <laughs> fucking damn it. We had full fucking rain. You fucked this up, Maud. How That's did right. I fuck this up? I'm just a deer. <laughs> you ate that picnic basket, and then that was the, uh, that was the beginning of the end, Maud. A <laughs> uh, picnic basket. <laughs> That's the bear, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was going as the bear for Halloween. <laughs> Listen, method Maud. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. You ruined this for all of us. <laughs> so she was the first to die, but she actually was the first deer murdered by other deers. <laughs> <laughs> it bought them one day before they released the wolves. They're like, it well, did, yeah. the deers are dying. Yeah. Um so another great thing is when the invasive species can act surprisingly beneficial to the native species. Okay. For example, the American honeybee was brought to the rainforest to help pollinate plants in areas that the native bees couldn't reach. Okay. So basically, the, the honeybee was like, buzz, buzz, bitch, you're welcome. I can fly so high. Look at my <laughs> giant wings. I believe I can fly. Buzz, and buzz. I'm right because I'm a flying insect. <laughs> oh boy i love it i want the bees to really sing that to themselves i believe i can i believe i can fly <laughs> i believe i love that that's so bad it's very oh. stupid i know, I know. <laughs> it's good stupid that's Thanks. so stupid i love it um, <laughs> so all right in other cases, uh, having invasive species that are good is a fast-breeding species that we as humans can eat helps us to stop, like, for example, overfishing or hunting other endangered animals. So, I like, see. we bring in a fish that's like, I gotta fuck it, fuck it, I mm -hmm. gotta fuck and then they have a bunch of babies, uh -huh. and the babies are like, then... we gotta fuck it, fuck it, and then they have babies, <laughs> and everyone's having babies, and then the humans are like, we gotta eat it, eat it. Yeah, Shit, I love this party. This is like you get. I'm. It's all. It's all going on in a houseboat in my mind right now. It's amazing. <laughs> They're just jumping on the boat. <laughs> That'd be great. So. Just the the whole lake just like boiling with this fish fucking, and they're jumping on the oh, boat. God. Get some nice cold ones. The fish are like, I made a terrible mistake of coming on this boat. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. I lived a great life. <laughs> Mod's like, damn it. I thought fish mod is like, damn it. I didn't know I was leading everyone to their death. Fish mod. <laughs> Just the fish mod idea. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some of the fantastic, and by fantastic, I'm being sarcastic, invasive <laughs> species of the USA. Great. All right. The number one species, I'm sure is no shock to anyone, is the Burmese python. What? That I'm yep. sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That came as a huge shock to me. <laughs> the number one invasive species is a an animal I've never seen in my life. Cool. So, well, am I too sheltered, problem, or what's the problem? The pro <laughs> the problem is is that they can grow to be anywhere from like twelve to twenty feet, and they are no joke when it comes to eating shit. Okay, where are they so, living? Just Florida or anywhere else? Mostly Florida. Got it. But it's, it's a problem. Okay, so quote yeah. from mentalfloss.com, quote, Scientists believe they could eat the Florida panthers, and at least one has tried to eat an alligator, albeit unsuccessful, uh, the snake exploded. 
It's now illegal no. to import the snakes into the U.S. without a permit. Okay. So what did the snake try to eat and it exploded? An alligator. An, oh, my God. I saw the photo. Of a snake it's, trying to eat an alligator and the snake exploded? Yeah, it literally ruptured. The snake just exploded from the side and because it, it was too big. Well, I mean, yes, but that snake went out in an equivalent of snake glory. You know, that snake was like, I'm going to do something no one's ever fucking tried before. And so, yeah, <laughs> he died. But now I'm going to guess, did that snake go from the tail? They went from the tail first, right? No, they went no. for the mouth first? Yep. Wow. That is some one brave fucking snake, I'd have to say. That snake was like, hey, bitch, you're dead. Right. And now I'm going to eat you. I understand that people eat alligators, you know? I mean, there's alligator soup and stuff. Of course, you can kill and eat an alligator. But I think that that creature was the first ever to try to eat one right then and whole. (laughs) Yeah. And then the alligator was like, surprise, bitch. I'm a gastrointestinal nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, but I have respect for that snake. I do. Talk about constipation. (laughs) So did the alligator survive then? I don't think so. I think I think that the snake kills the animal first by strangling it, and then eats it. Wow! How do you even see just to find the neck on an alligator? Great, great, (laughs) really, really proud, really proud of every alligator out there right now has a complex because you called him no necks. She died doing what she loved, you know, eating. Yeah, trying to (laughs) strangle and eat something gigantic. Exactly. So, another fun species is the Africanized bee. Oh, Africanized bee. I think I feel like this is really, you know, offensive, but let's get into it anyway. The I'm glad you brought that up. These bees were bred from a mixture of African and European bees in Brazil, which was like a real united nation of bees. Okay. So, why are they not called Europeanized bees? I mean, I'm sure that it was called that because of racism. This was back in the Bush era, so... Oh, got it. It's just, In the actual yeah. bush, too. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do they have the bush in Brazil? No, but they had to get the African bees from somewhere. <laughs> That's true. So, <laughs> all right. Well, the Africanized bees were accidentally released into the wild, and before long, they spread up Central America and into the USA. I remember this, yeah. Quote from SunnySports.com, quote, The stings of these bees contain no more toxin than the average bee, but because they are known to follow and repeatedly attack anything they consider a threat, they are sometimes thought to be more dangerous. Oh, I see. They're just relentless. Yeah, and I and I do think that there's some racism in the name of it, because it's mm-hmm. like, it, it could have been a your African bee or something. Yeah, or like, exactly. like, you know, Eurasia or, or Afro Afro-Caribbean kind of ska-influenced <laughs> exactly. beat poetry kind of thing. Yeah, this bee was from everywhere, right? This was a cosmopolitan bee. Yeah. So to focus on the African part, you know, when it's also, you know, that we're looking at the negativity of how they're aggressive, I think that that was what, part of it. Also, I don't know about y'all, but like, as long as you're not an asshole to a bee, it's not coming after you. So That's don't be an asshole. Generally true, you know. Yeah, generally true. So, so I, I I remember hearing about the Africanized bees. Now we've upgraded to murder hornets. So I don't hear much about Africanized bees anymore. Well, that's the thing. So 
I really do think that this was a racial thing. Not it was a dog whistle like we're scared of all Africans coming to this country. Code word for we're scared. We're white people are scared of black people. That kind of stuff. So I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why it got so much noise. Kind of like how the caravans always get a lot of noise, and then right. like then they show uh, up and nothing happens. A little more and then, so around election times than other times. Sure. Always, it's always. It's just like stop with your fucking racist dog whistling. Just mm-hmm. ugh. So, on that note, let's move to our next gem of an invader. Okay. The Cane Toad. Wow. Uh, the best name of, of a animal we've had so far. I like it. So, and it's not a toad that has like a top hat and a cane. It's just That's a, a, shame. a it's toad. A toad that has one leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. I would die if I saw a toad that literally could hop around with one fucking leg. It would be the most uncomfortable. I'm living. <laughs> I'm living. So, all right. all right. This one's really fun because it was native in Central and South America, and a bunch of farmers in Florida, the Philippines, some Japanese islands, and most islands in the Caribbean uh, and Hawaii imported them to help them kill off bugs and pests that were hurting their crops. So all these different places were like, you got a lot of cane toads over there. Let's get some cane toads. They're so, good at eating small insects that like to eat our crops. Yeah. How could this go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is that they are fucking huge and oh. they will eat all the good bugs, too. Oh, well, sure. They also use the wrong fork all the time. They don't know. <laughs> they have bad taste. You know, they think, first of all, that insects taste good. So you're right. you know, you're fighting an uphill battle anyway, to begin with. It's, it's a mess. So mm. quote from mentalfloss.com, quote, in 1935, 102 cane toads were introduced to combat the grayback cane beetle in Australia. Okay. By 2010, that number had ballooned to 1.5 billion toads With spread out billion over 386,100 square miles, and oh. they show no signs of stopping, end quote. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> amazing. I, that's a story of survival, because even with one leg, they have spread so far. <laughs> they have more than one leg. They have one leg, and they go, and they just, they don't let it stop them. That's my, it's, a, it's a story of grit, true grit <laughs> in the natural world. Imagine being another creature and just seeing this army of a billion fucking bug eating creatures coming at you and you're like i'm fucked there's no there's no way out except in that stomach yeah this is when you do that you upturn i'm already dead no no point needing me (laughs) yeah that doesn't work because they again they don't have any you know discrimination they just they don't know what's a good bug what's a bad bug what's an alive bug and what's a dead bug they don't they're just they just they're really focused on their mobility issues right because of the one leg and then they just sustain the eating and they can they'll just eat anything. So another fun thing about the cane toad is that they're super hard to kill. Oh god, and they're in Australia too. It's like the return of the emus. I know. So they release poison if another animal tries to eat them and it kills the other animal generally. What? They survive brush fires, they survive being run over. Like they, people what? have watched a, one of these cane toads literally be under the tire of a car and then it just gets up and walks away. Oh my God. And in one case, a dog ate one, like just swallowed it. 
yeah. then it threw it up 40 minutes later, 40 whole fucking minutes later, and the toad just hopped away. What? Yeah. The toad was living in the dog's stomach acid, being like, that's fine, I'm made of this shit. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sounds like the definition of like this kind of invasive species who's like perfectly adapts to its environment. Oh, yeah. Well, and the biggest toad ever uh, was recorded at uh, at over eight inches long sure. and two pounds big. Wow. That's a big ass toad. It's girthy. A girthy toad. A, <laughs> a girthy toad. And that's, yeah, that's two pounds without one leg. So imagine. <laughs> I I want to just say off the bat that if I ever saw a dick that was eight inches long but two pounds of dick, mm-hmm. I would not be okay with that. Now imagine it any... spits acid. Oh God! <laughs> You're welcome. By the way, some people can they lick the toad to get high. That's the toad you lick to get high. I guess so. I don't know. It's, I saw something about it, and they're like, don't lick this toad. It's poisonous. And I was like, oh, no. that There's a different toad, I think, that has, like, psychoactive chemical on its skin, and you can lick it and get high. I think it's the cane toad. Is that this one? Oh, okay. But it's also... I think so. Oh, okay. So it's acid, like acid. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I want to go on the record as to saying, do not lick cane toads. Just don't do it. Fine, I am going to have to plan something else for next weekend, but fine. <laughs> so, let's dive into the most crazy of the invasive species of all time, however. Shall let's we? Let's do it. And we're still not talking about humans. That's nope. Fine. Okay. The crazy ant. Excuse me, I am offended by that, okay? Her name is Samantha. She is a wonderful woman. All right. She can't help that she's got a little some quirks. So the crazy ant, also known as the raspberry crazy ant, and by the way, there's no P in it. It's like R-A-S-B-E-R-R-Y. Really? Well, that makes more sense because why is there a P in raspberry anyway? Raspberry. That that never made sense to me. Like Wednesday. Yeah. Every fucking word in the English language doesn't make sense to me. And everyone's always like, it's just English. And I'm like, dude, no. Yeah. I was looking at the word yacht. The other day. And how on earth do you put that collection of letters together? Y-A-C-H-T. And come up with yacht. Yacht got me. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that anybody who learns English and has grown up with another language, you know, well done. Congratulations. Oh, fuck yeah. That's amazing because it's hard. So the raspberry ant is not a relative who loves raspberries. Okay. It's... Like the world's smallest and most invasive and destructive ant out there. Okay. She's fine for the first few Thanksgivings, but then she starts (laughs) talking about taking this country back and, you know. This ant is not a mega ant. I would be like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) You shall not pass my front door. (laughs) In this situation, you're Gandalf. Gay and dumb, yes. <laughs> Get out, bitch. <laughs> you shall not pass, bitch. You shall not pass looking like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the actual name of the ant is actually the Tawny Crazy Ant, but it's nicknamed oh. the Raspberry 
with no P, crazy ant, after the famous or infamous Texas exterminator named Tom Raspberry, who noticed them in Texas as a problem back in 2002. I like the theme of naming something after the thing that's trying to kill it. That's fun. <laughs> oh, no. You know, the same, the same principle is at work in the teddy bear. Oh. It's the teddy bear is named for Teddy Roosevelt, who famously absolutely hunted bears. So the teddy bear follows this exact same pattern. Classic white behavior. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So these little fuckers are a real problem, right? Because okay. they're super small and they seem to be able to fight off other types of ants, such as the fire ant, and they displace other ants. So oh. you'd think right away, like, awesome. I fucking hate fire ants, right? It's so sad to see ants fighting with each other because, you know, the family discord, it bothers me. <laughs> it's painful. So I think ants, by the way, it's ants, chimpanzees. And humans are the only species of on this earth that actually will wage war on on their same species. Wow. No other species does that. They they don't like wage war. Well, still three is pretty good. Well, okay. You know. There's there's millions of species. Unfortunately, humans made weapons. So <laughs> <laughs> So all right. One of the things that the the reason the ants, these crazy ants can like fight off the fire ants is that they actually produce an acid that they put all over themselves to negate the effects of the fire ants venom damn these uh, these fucking ants are playing dungeons and dragons up here yeah they're like i see your venom and i raise you a fucking acid shield bitch jesus christ they're tiny alien like yeah. like james cameron aliens so <laughs> another another problem with them is that unlike other ants they have several queens so if one queen dies, the others are evacuated and moved to a new safe location. Jesus Christ, they have multiple... These ants are crazy! Wait a minute. I get it. <laughs> so, also, when the hive gets too big, they split up and they make more queens. Oh, man. Yes, queen. So, yeah, it's like nature's drag race up in here. Yes, queen and queen and queen. I love nature's it. drag race, nature's drag race. <laughs> <laughs> so also crazy ants aren't drawn to normal pesticides and other things that would kill most ant colonies so you know how like you put out an ant trap and the ants are like yum 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 oh i'm dead yeah uh -huh. yeah but these ants these ants are crazy man yeah <laughs> they're like wait why did you put sugar down are you trying to kill me they're like i might be crazy crazy like a fox yeah <laughs> so Another reason that they're hard to kill is that they don't have normal mounds like other ants, so it's hard to find them. And it's hard to identify their sex, too. Just a mound down there. Oh. Have you ever seen those anatomically completely incorrect dolls that just have a, just a bulge or whatever? Like a Ken doll? Like a Ken doll. Yeah. Just a bulge. <laughs> do you think that it had anything to do with my burgeoning underwear fetish as a child? <laughs> Probably. Oh, my God. How many times did you walk around, like, the Target or whatever store, JCPenney or whatever, and be like, I just happen to be walking by the men's underwear department? Yeah, I know. Oops. It's the men's section. I should be here. Yeah, I was like, I need new underwear, obviously. Or be in Barnes & Noble and be like, oh, I have to look at the men's health magazine. Yes. Yes. I'm interested <laughs> in fitness. 
that there's a man in a thong on the cover. I had oh, I didn't oh, I didn't I I was looking at men's health for the articles. You think I like him? No, I no, I want to look like him. I want to look And then like I want him. to fuck him. So that people like him will want to fuck me. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so... that second part. No, no, no. Did I mention I have a crazy hand? <laughs> so, they don't mound, right? Um, so Sorry. I found out about these ants the, uh, the other day, actually, because my mom turned on her Kindle and it short circuited and stopped working and functioning. And like the, the font started changing and the pages started moving around yeah. like crazy. And then she noticed a whole bunch of tiny ants fleeing out of her Kindle. No, the ants had invaded her Kindle and they changed mm-hmm. the font and shit. Yes. What? So turns out that crazy ants don't burrow their own nests like these other ants. These ants like I said, are crazy. Right? Quote from LiveScience.com, quote, their small size, less than an eighth of an inch in length, a- allows them to crawl inside cell phones, computers, and appliances, which are all home to protected cavities and are just great for these ants. Wow. I am. S- oh, I'm getting the skin crawly thing. Thank you for this. Yeah. So if that wasn't wild. Um, so like basically they uh, don't. It's they, crazy, I believe, is what you mean. They, they'll, they'll burrow. A little bit if they go into like they, so say they go to like a fire ant colony right and they're like we're here get the fuck out it's like oh no it's the crazy us. ants run yeah and then so they'll like expand a little bit in that kind of case but generally they're like what's this a cell phone why yes uh. um so the other crazy crazy thing is <laughs> when they're killed they release an alarm pheromone warning other ants that there's danger whoa so. Other ants will go to attack, but because, for my mom's case, because it was a Kindle that killed it. They attack the Kindle? Yeah, they go inside to fight the Kindle, but they keep dying. It just <laughs> short circuits the thing. They're like, time executed. <laughs> yeah. I love this small fight against technology, though. You gotta, it's, it's, it's quixotic. You, it's, you, you have to admire them. They're like, the robots are taking our jabs. Get inside them and kill them. <laughs> Fuck this thing. What happens then is then the machine breaks. Well, yeah, because there's an there's like there's ant carnage going on inside. Sure, there's an ant war happening inside the Kindle. So the raspberry guy, apparently his air conditioning stopped working one day. And he, like, opened it up, and there's all these ants in there, and he starts vacuuming it out. He had, like, five gallons of ants that were in Gah. his AC. Fuck. Also, quote from LiveScience.com, quote, Their sheer abundance also adds to their destructive power. In one case, the ants quickly spread to 90 out of 150 air conditioning units in an apartment building in Waco, Texas. Oh, it would take over two months for the exterminators to finally get that infestation solved. Two oh months. God. They kept moving around. They're like, oh, you're following me around, bitch. And two months without air conditioning in Texas, people died. I'm telling you. I also love the idea that these crazy ants, the crazy queen ants, are like, they're, they're dying, right? But they're doing like a literal death drop. They're like, oh, I'm dead. Here's my pheromone. <laughs> oh, you know that's going to be the next thing. In like ballroom competitive dance thing is that when they drop they're gonna have they're gonna have to release pheromones now. <laughs> it yeah. won't be considered a good death drop until you also have, go down in a cloud of smoke. Yeah, poof. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. On a positive note, these ants do bite. However, 
they don't really hurt and the pain goes away really quickly. So it's more of an irritant. You're like, uh, you bit me, you bitch. Okay. But I mean, that's just me on a Tuesday. <laughs> Matt's always like, uh, stop biting me, you bitch. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I, I like to bite too. Uh, but they, <laughs> they'll cover you up quickly and that's really upsetting. And they run around in like circles. They don't like follow a p- one line. They're like, ah, we're crazy. Yeah. So I don't suggest you go looking for them. Why? What? 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 What in my personality suggests that I would ever go looking for them? I don't know, crazy. I Kevin, have enough crazy, crazy ants in my life, okay? Plenty. Plenty. <laughs> Your ants are a godsend. I know. I love all of my ants. But they crazy. <laughs> but they crazy. So I'm sure you're thinking, holy shit, we're being invaded. What can I do? I do feel like that. I feel like they're in my computer and there's an ant war going on in there now. Well, there isn't because your computer would be fucked up. So that's by the way, my mom. So the crazy ants live mostly in like the Gulf states, which is because the Gulf area is just vile like it's it's hot and humid humid and there's fucking everything's trying to kill you down there it's just a nightmare you know if a burmese snake i think if the crazy ants got together though they could take on the snakes the burmese snakes they would go in the snakes cavities exactly and wage war short circuit yeah yeah try fighting try try fighting something that's inside you okay yeah (laughs) that's the work of a lifetime yes (laughs) so all right well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has a website for the National Invasive Species Information Center where okay. you can learn all about how to prevent invasive species from taking over and how to get help if there's an outbreak. Okay. It just relinks you to ICE. That, oh, <laughs> oh, it took me a minute and that, that you broke me. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. It, but that's another thing that's going to change tomorrow. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's changing tomorrow. Boo, ice. Um, <laughs> so, no, they don't send you to ice. <laughs> this is for animals and and plants, not for humans. Got it, got it. Okay. So, for, for animals and plants, they have actual information. Yeah, and basically, like, because there's certain things, like, for example, the murder hornet, which I'm planning on doing a whole episode on in the future. Oh, cool. Um, but a little spoiler They have people in Canada and in the Northwestern states that their job is literally to find them and hunt them down. Okay. And prevent them from getting invasive. And so it's good. good. Like, we we should be doing that. We should be stopping these murder hornets from murdering people. Yeah. Well, yes, we should. It's right in the name. I mean, yeah. If you're going to stop any invasive species, start with all of the ones that are crazy or murderous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But not necessarily just because they're Burmese. So another crazy thing about the crazy ants mm-hmm. is when you see them at first, it looks like dirt, and then you start to look closer. Then it moves. Like the, they, the mound moves together, yeah. and it's like a yeah, ah. and it's like it starts. It looks like it's sparkling at first because they're so <laughs> tiny, and then you're like, they're alive. Oh, uh, I have the creepy so, crawlies from this one. Thank you for ending on that. Okay, what is the bright side to invasive species? Hey, well, culture. Uh, we we bring our culture. <laughs> Non-human invasive species. Fine. The good news about the ant Jesus. <laughs> so first, uh, sometimes invasive species do help restore balance to the ecosystem. True. Like the mussels. Remember those mussels? I do. I, I, uh, I'm fantasizing about them still. 
I don't think this is the type of muscle you get off to, but I don't know your life. Excuse me. Uh, don't you judge my, my fantasies. You're like, oh, zebra muscle. You better <sighs> clean Lake Erie. <laughs> you have no idea how turned on I am right now. Are we wrapping this up soon? Because I have something <laughs> urgent I need to do. <laughs> um, so second. I could do on Skype here, but I don't want to. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, what's next? Second. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What's next? What's next? <laughs> it has resulted. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> this episode is going to live on in infamy. Uh, <laughs> so, second, it resulted in a whole new government wing to help prevent and control the invasive species, which provides jobs to people. Oh, okay. Yes. There are invasive species hunters out yeah, there. Yeah, so like and they, they they they're scientists and people and they're trying to like be like how can we stop this invasive species without introducing another invasive species? Protecting our borders, securing the American homeland for Americans. Yeah, which also there's a part of me that's like animals don't respect borders and plants don't respect borders. So like if yeah. it comes and invades, there's also part of me that's like, well, Maybe it was always meant to live here. Well, you know, I mean, the, the entire history of all species is how they disperse. Migrate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Migration. But you do want to let that happen naturally. Although history is, of course, completely rife with examples of how we have brought all of these things into places they should not be. I like that there's a group of people now who are like, you know what? <laughs> we should stop that. Right. Well, it... It's stopping the expediency of it because, right. like, if we introduce all these invasive species to all these areas too quickly, it can kill off the native beings and stuff. And it's like, you don't want to, like, you wouldn't want to introduce a type of super predator to the wild that kills all the deer in one night. You want it to be like a handful so that they can take, they can control the population, but they're not eating everything constantly. Yeah. Totally. No, we're on the same page there. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. That, it's good that there are people who do that. So, also, invasive species have become the source of nightmares for everyone in horror films that will be made from this, which means more jobs to movie people. I love it. We have not had a real good ant horror movie yet. And I shan't be the one who makes it. No, you shan't be the ant I can't handle that That's shit okay. at all. I could, I could write it. I just wouldn't sleep again. I don't think... I mean, would you want to, though? Like, you're not into that genre at all anyway. <laughs> it's a romantic comedy. Oh! Oh, I think we've found our in. <laughs> Listen here, 05421. I love you. I love you, too. 3.219. <laughs> I assume that's their names. I assume they're numer well, numerous. Hey, you're named. writing it. That's their names, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these crazy antics. Oh, my gosh. You're on a fucking roll today. I know. Yeah. You're, you're so, uh, you, you seem so jubilant. Oh. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> that's our episode, folks. Okay. Well, what? Oh, what? I get one. You get, you get, you get like three. I do one bad <laughs> ant pun, and I, now we're done? What, you're breaking up with me? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Fine. I'm not breaking up with you. I know. I didn't send a text that says we need to talk. That's didn't you true. listen to last week's episode? I I edited last week's episode. I'm still I'm still on edge from it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a coded message, and this could the other shoe could drop at any time. So, for our listeners. Let us know if any invasive species have attacked your homes. Yeah, and if any of them ones. stormed the Capitol. Uh, okay, that, so... That's a perfect example of an invasive species. <laughs> Definitely let us know if that happened. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you, Jason, uh, for this. You have a wonderful week. I'll see thank you Thank you. I'll see you with a new president and yeah. a new vice president. See you in the next era tomorrow. Come on, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Take care. Be well, everybody. Bye. Bye. God damn it. Aunt Maud ended up in the computer again. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.